Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Just as we come back to the show, it is official. Wu Suk Go. Two-year contract. Headed to the Padres. So, you know, now you got three back-end arms, or at least, you know, it's what has been reported. Uh, it's official. We can, we can actually get into uh, some of the uh, details of this. Now, Scraper, you said you saw a contract. Yeah. Numbers from uh, AJ Casavell. AJ Casavell's uh, reporting what Mark Feinsand heard or found out that it's two years, four and a half million dollars. So that's a pretty that's you don't just see two years, four and a half million dollars for pitchers anymore. So no, no. Uh, that's pretty uh, friendly sounding deal. Super friendly sounding yeah. deal. I have I a crazy it, conspiracy theory. I don't want to hear it yet. Let it's me, not let, conspiracy. But let me yeah, let me sorry, let me sorry, talk sorry, about Mister Go. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, oh, okay. It's Osuko. What? According to Padres. Uh, okay, the email. Oh, oh, okay. It has. <laughs> okay. It has the official the uh, the phonetic Phen- phonetic, phonetic uh, yes. pronunciation. Pronunciation. Yes. Ooh, or O? Is it O? Three O's. Capital. Is that O? It's O, right? I guess so. Osuko. O O O. O O O, all right. O Succo, that is uh, the Padres' new relief pitcher, um, and so okay. it's official now. We can uh, actually talk about it in terms. I'll of I'll tell you it one thing, done. man. They're going to have to Tony Tony Gwynn Jr. is going to have to renegotiate his contract <laughs> as a color broadcaster because he's going to have all kinds of crazy names to pronounce this year. I, I, I can't it's a good wait. thing my partner is Jesse Agler because <laughs> that's uh, right. He'll square he, you. He'll away. have me ready to roll. By I the don't want to yes, take will. away from his name, but it, I think it might be the triple O capitalized. Talk might to be me. I, ooh, ooh, okay. Ooh, suck go. Ooh, suck go. We'll figure it out though. We're gonna have many pronunciations. Like we said at the beginning of the show, <laughs> just call him a guy, Mister Go. Mister Go. Simple. Yeah. Can we go? It's back go to time. That? Mr. Go. go time. I think that's what John Hammond tweeted out. <laughs> yeah, it's go time. What he tweeted out. There you go. It's go time. Go with that. All right. Uh, we got a uh, daily gambit coming your way. Uh, Scraby's got some bets for us. Um, Scraby, how how the bets go? Man, you... I actually don't have any bets. We didn't make any bets, but I do have some interesting bets that we can review, including a potential Georgia-Michigan national championship line that some uh, line odds makers have made just as a fun thing to uh, see. Georgia, how is that going to be seen? It's it's just for fun. They're they're handicapping that game, but I'll tell you if who was favored. If it would have been played. I uh, got you. Uh, the 76ers, bad beat last night for anyone who bet on them. 
And then we have a couple more I wanted to tell you about. Later in the show, we have Marcus McMill. We'll have a, a Gwyn, ver- Gwyn versus the fan and uh, a big five. All right, let's get to our daily gamut. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is your daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. And here is, everybody please gamble responsibly. Here's that game I was talking about. Someone put a spread on a potential imaginary Georgia and Michigan national championship. And Georgia, a team that wasn't even in the top four, are favored to win that imaginary game by two points, or they're two good, point favorites. Good for in Georgia game. in their imaginary game. <laughs> okay, I thought it was interesting though that the one team that's not in it is favored to beat a team that is in it. I mean, there are a lot of people who felt like Georgia should still be in it, and that you know Alabama should have got the short end of the stick, but. It's not how yeah. it played and out. And there's a lot of people who thought Florida State should have been in it, too, and yeah. they would have been underdog by 59 <laughs> points against Michigan. So, yeah. There's so, that. There you go. There's that. Now, the Sixers, I think it was last night, they were playing the Bulls. with In the fourth quarter, yeah. with eight minutes and five seconds left to play, the score was 110 to 80. The 76ers team total in the game, so they had to score over under 116 and a half points. So if you took the over... This is a bad beat. You think they can get seven points in eight minutes, right? Wrong. They did not score another point the rest of the game. And so the the under of that wins, and that's a bad beat right that's there. That's a whole – they didn't score seven points in eight minutes? The Bulls, on the other hand, scored 17 points in eight minutes. Bulls get the victory? No, they lost still by <laughs> uh, oh, no, They were down points. by 30. Oh, yeah. that's why they didn't score. Yeah. They, they, score emptied the, they emptied, emptied yeah. the bitch. You, I, th- I would think seven it was free a throws thirty would be point shot. game. I thought I saw the Bulls yeah. were getting taxed yet last taxed. night, but <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Yeah, it was one. No, it was one ten to eighty, and then as you said, the final score was one ten to ninety seven. It actually looked like it was a decent game, but uh, Joel Embiid had triple double in the first three quarters, <laughs> and then obviously sat out the rest of the game. Somebody so pissed Joel Embiid that was a, off. That was by a, the way. Well, what ha- what pissed him off is the fact that the Bulls beat the 76ers twice already this year while he ah. wasn't playing. So mm. he he's decided ar- to play this game, and uh, he's already playing maker. like a like he's irritated that he didn't win an MVP by like unanimous. That's how he's playing right now. He's putting up like forty a night. It seems like yeah. I, uh, I think he's got uh, twelve consecutive games of thirty plus ten. Wow! And that's Jeez. closing it on some sort of record. So Jeez. he's he's dominating right now. Another yeah. NBA bet is uh, if you were high on the Oklahoma City Thunder coming into the year, winning the NBA title, or uh, they are forty. Or no, I'm sorry, to win the Western Conference, they are plus forty two hundred before the year. They're number two right now in the conference, right? And their odds are now down to plus 850 to win the West. Would you guys bet on the Oklahoma City Thunder at eight fi- plus 850 to win the West? I wouldn't. Chris? I wouldn't only because they don't have the playoff experience. But talent-wise, they're as good as anybody right now. That's uh, a SGA, uh, she'll, what is it, Shea, Shea Gilgis-Alexander? Yeah. 
Yeah, Wu Suck Go Alexander. Uh, he's he's awfully good, and uh, Oklahoma City has this. They have they have great talent, but when it gets to the playoffs, Tony, you know it's a whole different story than what they're doing right now. And yeah. I don't. I wouldn't expect a team to be able to just run through the playoffs their first time in there. I think they were the. I think they were in the tournament, the playoff playing play tournament last year. Yeah. Playing, yeah, but they didn't get out of that. So they haven't ever, ever really played in an NBA playoff game. So I would be very surprised if they were able to go all the way. Although I think the Warriors are down, obviously. You know, Phoenix is still going to be right there out of the West. And the Lakers are, what, 17-17? and 17? Yep, 500. I still would <laughs> consider them, yeah, only 500. But I would still consider them to be a threat, just like they were last year in Denver. Uh, these teams, the experience means so much in the in the postseason. So... All right. Here's I a, wouldn't bet that, Scraby. Yeah, I wouldn't. Either. Okay. Now, here's the last one, uh, a little choice to be made here. Someone before 2023 picked the Nuggets. Um, I'm sorry. They picked a game randomly. I thought this was a different way. I thought they picked them to win. But anyway, they picked a game randomly in June between the Nuggets and the Heat. And so they bet. Let's just say that. But they also picked the Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup. They picked uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. for the National League MVP. Corbin Carroll for National League Rookie of the Year. And their final leg of this parlay. They can cash out for $13,000. But they have to wait it out in the San Francisco 49ers winning the Super Bowl. They will win $62,000 if they wait it out and have the 49ers winning the Super Bowl. Would you guys cash out for 13000 or would you hold on, try to win that sixty-two, and hope in the 49ers win the Super Bowl? No faith in the Bang Bang Niner gang what? at this time of the year. What? Give me my 13 racks. What? I'm out. <laughs> what? What? I'm walking. Chris? I'm walking. You're walking? Um, I'm not the... No, I'm not the type to walk. I, I think if I got this lucky this long, I might as well stick it out and try to add 50k to my total. I, you know, that's 13,000 is is okay, but it's not life changing. 62,000 could at least get my uh, get Tony's daughter one year in college. So I, I think I'd go <laughs> yeah. for the 62. Yeah, I think uh, go for the 62. I think I would. Uh... I mean, the Niners look. The Niners to me are still. They don't look like they're going to win the Super Bowl as we're talking today. But they still look like they're going to be in the Super Bowl game. Yeah. And if you're going to tell me that all I have to do is win one game to cash in $62,000, I think it's worth taking a shot at. I do. Yeah, they put two fifty down, $250 so. down originally. So that's not too bad. Yeah, not yeah too bad. so I would, I would let it ride. Nah. Let, it ride. let it ride. Let it ride. Yeah. All right. You know what the interesting thing is on the Gambit, guys, is the uh, – the NFL odds for this weekend, we'll get into that more later in the week with our picks, but you look at the odds of some of these games. The Steelers are favored by four points over the Ravens, all right? Uh, you've got Cincinnati is seven-point favorite over the Browns. The Rams are favored over the 49ers. The Chargers are favored over the Chiefs. I mean, week 18 of the NFL is such a crazy crapshoot. I, I don't know how you would possibly even bet on any one of these games because it's almost a 
It's almost a glorified exhibition week of football. Yeah, this is why fantasy has to end before we get to this point. Yeah, I don't understand the people that have week yeah, 18 that's right. championships. Yeah, that's right. can't play fantasy the last week. No shot. That yeah. means that yeah. I wouldn't be week able to use Lamar Jackson. A, like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like a complete disadvantage at this point. That's not a championship game. To, yeah, anyway. Uh, connect no, with us in 2024 no. even more. Make sure you go and subscribe to our YouTube for all 97.3 The Fan shows. Also, if you miss any part of this show, go and download our podcast at 97.3thefansd.com and click on the Gwen and Chris section under the podcast tab. Chris, do you have any bets for us? I don't. Um, I don't have my uh, my bet sheet with me on the road here, so I, I will bring some bets to us tomorrow. Okay. I know that uh, the first line of the national championship game, Michigan's favored by four and a half over Washington. I don't know what you guys think about that. I didn't, I thought Washington looked a lot better than that. Like I think it's going to be a better game than four and a half points. Like it's going to be a one point game, two game, two point game. Twenty four twenty is a good game. Twenty five. Twenty. I don't know if you get twenty five, but they'll have scoregami. Yeah, we'll have a score. What about you, Chris? Well, I, I'm. I don't. I, I'm, I'm rooting for Washington to win the game straight up. I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I'm hoping Washington can find a way to block Michigan and. If they can, then I think Penix is going to make too many plays. I did see that J.J. McCarthy today came out to defend his team the best that he can, and he said that if Michigan wins the national championship, it will in no way be tainted by all of the scandals they have been a part of. I think it's fun that he thinks that it won't be tainted, but I will have to quickly remind him that a lot of us are going to think that Michigan's championship is tainted, and I don't don't know that it's 100% fair. Because I don't know that they're cheating, and I certainly can't imagine they're cheating now. But to have a coach that was suspended twice for wrongdoings in one season, it's difficult for me to feel really good about Michigan walking away with the title, I I have to say. I would have agreed with you, but after they beat Alabama... I just you just don't hear anything about him talking about it. I mean, I know you're talking about it, Chris, well, but that's true. I watched ESPN, I watched I watched all the Fox, I watched all of the sports networks and that I shake that back. Paul Feinbaum <laughs> he mentioned it, but he mentioned oh, it God. <laughs> he mentioned it in reference of saying at at first I thought it would be tainted, but even he's saying now I don't believe it will be. And I don't know what changed mm-hmm. in my I can't remember what he said changed. I still his think mind. it was a witch hunt. Because people didn't like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they didn't cheat. I'm, I'm sure that there's probably something there. But I think it was more of a, a hey, this is our opportunity to get Jim Harbaugh I just Harbaugh think out of here. we are in a time now where whatever you do that's so scandalous, because we live in a, a news cycle of scandal like every day, if it doesn't reach a certain level, people are going to forget. They just move on to the next scandal, scandal that happens, basically. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I think yeah, that plays true. in his favor, actually. So let's get to break. When we come back, there are some more NFL topics out there that we have to kind of talk a little bit about, including this one is an NFL, but we talked. We just finished talking college football. My man, the center for Alabama with the tough snaps, Oh, he yeah. might be on the move. We'll talk about oh, it when we return. Yeah. Did Nick save him, kick him off the team? We'll talk about okay. it on the other side, Scrape. <laughs> Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups 
gets delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We at Scraby trying to figure out which way we want to go here. We got a lot of NFL stuff, but we also have a few calls from uh, the Alabama-Michigan game. So... Scraby, what do you think we should do? Do you think we should go do some rate the more rate the radio call here? I want to talk about this this center real quick though. Yeah, I I thought, I mean, I wasn't surprised when I saw it. Um, Seth McLaughlin is his mm. name. He's the center who seemingly had a rough night uh, uh, in that semifinal. I mean, I think game. he messed up like his, at least seven. Snaps. I don't know that I, seven is being very very nice because remember. Uh, the quarterback caught a bunch of bad snaps in that he game, did. and it was—I don't know—it um, was pretty apparent. Listen to the listen to two. I think it was Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, at the time, the snaps were clearly an issue. Yeah, yeah. Snaps possibly cost them that last play as well. The low snap certainly didn't help matters. Yeah, but. Anyway, Seth McLaughlin is uh, in the portal now. Now, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything. If, if Nick Saban is the one that, or the coaching staff is making him get in there, but I can imagine, even if it has nothing to do with the staff, I'm sure that knowing the way we live today, that he's probably getting some extreme hate. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Which I could see a, a student wanting to get up out of a place because of it. Yes, I could too. And especially a place like Alabama and Alabama football. Those people are very, very serious about their football. It's a religion. It is a religion. There. Down there. I mean, we with Skyler, she, she's in the building. She went to Alabama. And Skyler's always talking about Alabama. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a way of life <laughs> out there. And I can imagine... That the snaps have rubbed people wrong. So I, listen, I don't know what the per, what the reason behind McLaughlin hitting the portal, but him and eight other players have all entered the portal. So this is a the portal thing is not you know for just a few schools. This this is across the country, Every even school. for a team like Alabama, who's as good as they are, uh, who's well coached as they are, are losing kids to the portal. But I thought the McLaughlin thing was interesting because his name was mentioned probably more. Then he wanted it to be during that national championship game for so. all the wrong reasons. I would think so because it, it's there's nothing more that disrupts the play than a bad snap, and that's what starts the play. So the play is dead before it even starts. Basically, when you throw it on the ground, right. the quarterback's got to grab, especially it. especially in college, right? Because once once you have to get on the ground 
to in college, you can't get back up. It's not like the NFL. If no one touches you, you can yeah. get back up yeah. and make the play. No, the play's pretty much done if you have a bad snap like I that. I kind of – I know that um, it was somewhat of Jay, Jalen Milrow's, like, fault, they were saying on the broadcast, but I kind of felt like they were giving him, like, too much blame for it because some of these snaps were really bad. Like, one of them hit his butt and it hit the ground. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's one thing to have to kind of corral a few bad snaps throughout the course of the game. But not ten. But it seemed like every snap there, – there were – I can remember more snaps that – Weren't that were about now by his shins, then I can remember up by his chest. It just ruins all the timing and yeah, everything. It does. And, and you know, those plays, a lot of it are, is based off of timing. So, and then, yeah, he's scrambling, and yeah, that that is a little interesting. Though. You know, he goes it, into the portal. He's, he's into the portal. Um, what do you, so where you want to go from there? You want to finish some of these uh, well, reports? I, the Tyreek Hill. Yes. I don't know if you saw this. His, his, um, his home was caught fire, and yes, apparently he was notified at practice, left the facility. Everybody's safe uh, that was in the home at the time. I haven't got any word on the kind of damage. He he, he has a pretty big pretty big spread, as they like to yes, call it. Um, well, I have a question in the Big Five about something related to the Ty- Tyreek Hill thing, not necessarily to him. But, yeah, his, I saw a picture of his house, and the firefighters had to cut a, ro- or a hole in the roof so that they can get their water in, the, in into the house, and it was a big old hole, so I don't yeah, think he's going to be staying there tonight. Said, uh, Local station WSVN 7 News helicopter showed Hill arriving at the property just before 3 p.m. with his left foot in a walking boot. He oh, could, wait, that's some news. He could be seen embracing his wife um, and his mother, Twain uh, also roaming around the outside near the home, sometime with his hand on his chest or in his face. Speaking to authorities, I'm sure this was a pretty uh, no, traumatic, scary. traumatic incident, especially as you're driving home and you don't know a whole lot of the details that are that are happening. But I'm sure the hole in his roof probably uh, raised the, uh, the the blood pressure a little a bit little too bit, after he bit. figured out everybody was safe. I find it kind of strange that that news report did more reporting on his actions rather than what right, happened, what happened with in his the house. house. Yeah, no. Well, he walked around the property and he was very sad. They expect while him to be doing cartwheels the... <laughs> yeah. and backflips as he. But got I do there? think that a boot is news. I don't know that we knew he was walking around in a boot all the time on his left ankle or foot or whatever. Yeah, I mean. My guess is, I mean, he didn't play. Did he play last week in Baltimore? He did. He did play. So he's coming off. He missed the week before with an, an ankle, uh, a turned ankle. Yeah. So I imagine the boot is more so to keep it in a place where it stays. Just to heal it throughout the week. Exactly. Because this a, is a big game Because just walking on it, right, throughout the course of the week. He's already practicing on it, it sounds like. Yeah. Um. You know, you, you're trying to keep that ankle in as, as good a shape as possible before – you go on going out to plan and, and wearing that boot prevents your ankle from getting in positions that can be compromised. I wore a boot one time and it was the most annoying thing of my life. You know, it's not fun. There, there's nothing, nothing uh, convenient about wearing a, a boot on your foot. I didn't get one of those cool little like scooters where you put your knee down and you get those to run into people. Those didn't come out until after we, I had injuries like that. Yeah, that's there, there, there was no I was it was just crutches at the time. A couple just, years ago, one of our one of our coworkers was scooting through here, and I was like, "That that's unfair." Because I was crutching. My wife tore Achilles a, a few years back, and that was uh, the thing that was around the house more often than not. And I was just very jealous that she could just roam around on a scooter all day. Now, mind you, she only had one leg that was active, so I mean, I guess I shouldn't have been too jealous. I had both. That I could work, but no, but you get to rest one leg while you're walking. Yeah, no, no doubt. That's uh, certainly one of the uh, newer nice inventions 
of us that us older folks didn't get a chance to. There was no scooters. I don't remember a scooter ever. Uh, no, I don't. I, I remember my brother had something called a go pad, which was kind of cool. It was like a little. Um, uh, it was a scooter with a motor, basically. I don't know if you know what. Okay, here's the old man corner right now. Last night when I was driving home from work, I saw something approaching me from behind me, and I thought it was a car. But the lights got real small as it got towards me, and then out of nowhere, these kids on electric dirt bikes—four of them. Have you ever seen these electric dirt yeah. bikes? They, uh, they look so. like dirt bikes, but they're electric, they're electric. bikes. And so they come racing by me in the dark. Now, I don't know why I decided to bring this up now, <laughs> but we have a problem with these electric bikes. Who's we? Everyone. Oh, the society. This, oh, so Think about we this. We have a problem. Then. That electric bike goes screaming by me. That kid somehow crashes, and then I accidentally hurt them somehow. That's my fault. But really, it's the Wait, kid's what? fault. If a kid goes screaming by me on a bike, and I'm just doing the speed limit, yeah. and then they're in front of me, and they crash or something, and then I hit them, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Where do you come up with these scenarios, A? These are real scenarios that I think <laughs> no, they're about. they're not. They're real scenarios that I think about. An electric bike, is, you know, go, they crash, and then you hit them. Now, what do you mean, hit them? You, like, run over them? Like, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say that I'm going to maim them, but I, like, say, like, I, I Why hit Why can't their, you hit okay. the brake when you see them crash? Because it's too fast. It's an electric bike, great. They're You're going, in a car. They're going 45. If you don't know, They passed off. me. This is not a real. This is not. This a real is real. This is and not a real I am concerned. If I'll, there are any lawmakers in town, I'm being serious. We need to consider laws for these. Oh my these gosh, bikes. This guy. Let, before I send you guys to break here, I do want to bring up uh, Jay or Alexander. If you remember, yes, he uh, decided to make himself a captain. He said today that he was surprised by the suspension for the coin toss. He seems to be surprised about a lot of things. Um, yeah, he... he was surprised he wasn't a captain because, you know, apparently coach didn't know he was from Charlotte. Now he's surprised he got suspended after going out to be a captain on his own and almost butchering the, the coin flip. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on there. I, but I think I we said yesterday he's not going to be on the Packers this is, anymore. This is this spells the, the end of a, a tenure. But really, why do you want a guy like that on your team? If he's uh, already doing stuff like that, like, he's just going to be a problem. That's not necessarily true, Scrape. Why can't he get along corner. with the Packers? I don't know that he can't get along with the Packers. He doesn't seem to have a problem with his teammates. He has a problem with his coach. I guess so, but we'll, we'll figure out what he's, happens. doesn't right sound there. like he's going to be a Packer after this season. So. No, I think that's established at this <laughs> Let's point. Let's get a break. When we come back, we get set for Week 18. We go through Week 17. Marcus McNeil, our weekly guest, joins us next. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Three thirty-seven on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, not here any longer. He's uh, getting ready for the Air Force Aztec game. Mass Gravy's here though. Thank you. Check out Odyssey NBA Odyssey's NBA podcast Heat Check with Trista Crick. Trista breaks down all the latest from around the league and pulls no punches in her assessments of who's hot and who's not. If you can't find the humor in today's NBA. You're doing it wrong. New episodes of the Heat Check drop every Monday and Wednesday on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, yeah, we got Marcus McNeil coming up here shortly. Talk a little bit about what's been going on 
in the NFL. And uh, Scrape, you know, one of the things that uh, we've it's been a, it's been heavy uh, NFL today, and that's because there's really not a whole lot going on. Uh, Major League Baseball. We talked about the Padres signings. They've also announced a. Uh, I wouldn't say a new coaching staff. They've added a few new pieces to the no coaching staff. No bench coach, though. Yes, I know, Scrape. I'm. It's been something that a lot of people have said. Not actually worried about no it. No bench I'm playing, coach. I'm playing the part of the audience. Yeah, no bench coach, which uh, has drawn the ire of of some folks out there. But I know we talked about it earlier. And if you want to hear the full conversation, you can go back to our 2 p.m. podcast. If you go to 973thefansd.com. But like, is a bench coach? Is it just a, an imaginary position that has a title, or is it a needed position? Is it a position that it helps? It helps. Okay, it helps. It helps. Right. Uh, I would say, you know, depending on the manager, it helps more than it helps helps some more than it helps others. Um, particular new manager when things are moving a little fast. Mike Schultz not a new manager. He's been doing this for for a while. Yeah, and he's done it at the big league level. So I don't necessarily think this is going to be something that. Matter of fact, it's not even necessary. I don't. I know this isn't something you're going to notice throughout the course of 162 games. Why do you think they w- decide to go with that one? And I know you can't really answer I, that. I don't but... know. I, I, I mean, typically your bench coach is is your right hand. Put it this way: um, I don't think officially uh, Ryan Flaherty was a bench coach last year. I don't think that oh. was his title. Okay. However. You know, when things... Oh, he was a hitting coach. He was a hitting coach, yeah. right? But we also saw him step into that to that fold. He was a hitting coach the year before. When, um, before Skip left, uh, I believe uh, Ryan was, was asked to fill in at yes. times, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, he I, took over when, um, when Bob Melvin had, had to the, the, go the, for the, surgery. Yeah, when he had the, uh, the, the issue going on where he had to have surgery. So... I, it's it's a lot to do about nothing. I now, think. if you were to choose a name on, because I'm really worried about what happens when he gets ejected, and there's no manager there. There will be a manager. I know I there will be a manager, and I know that Mike Schill has answered this question. But on that list, who would you think would be, or who would you like to be the manager uh, for that time? In terms of the list of what the, coach, the coaches, of, of yeah. the coaches staff. Yeah, I mean, because Ruben Yebla is the the pitching. He's the the pitching coach, but. He seems to have the second most experience behind Mike Schilt, just as a coach in Major League Baseball. Uh, maybe. I, I, I'm not familiar with all of the new names there, so I, I don't want to jump out there and say yes for sure. Like Ben Fritz is a bullpen coach. He's been He's with the team for, for a while. while. Um, let's see. Who could be – I mean, Brian Esposito has had some managerial experience at the minor league levels. He's a, he's now the catching coach and game he was, strategy he was, assistant. He was the catching co- coach last year as well. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Mike Leeper and David Macias are going to be on the field, so they won't be able to be. Uh, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. There's someone there. There's someone there that that can handle the duties. Um, and I it's not like she'll get ejected she'll all the time. Just, so. I mean, she'll might run a little hot every once in a blue moon, but he he won't do it too often. He'll be there to to manage those games. Don't you worry. All right, uh, Marcus I McNeil. Worried, Marcus McNeil joined us earlier. Uh, here's a chance to hear what he had to say. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. We are joined by our weekly guest. And listen, Marcus, it is uh, Marcus McNeil. Sorry for those who don't tune in every week to hear Marcus, but... Uh, Marcus, there's a lot I got on my plate to ask you because there's a lot that has happened since the last time we talked. I want to first start with the whole Detroit-Dallas situation. Now, you were a a Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Um, I'm sure you've had to report at some point, or maybe you have it, to an official. How does that whole—how do the mechanics work on that? Oh man, well, well, you know, you you want to try and keep it secret, but as I found out, they actually announced it on the intercom in the stadium. So <laughs> everybody, so so it immediately turns not into a secret, and you're sitting there like, man, come on, I was trying to tell you that on the hush. <laughs> but 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 you, but you have the report, you know, what I'm saying according to the official, and then uh, that way you can be eligible to be able to catch the ball. Uh, I don't know why they have that rule, but, you know, it just is what it is. And, man, I, I'm just hurt for that offensive line because those are the moments you wait for. Yeah, I mean, I mean what, do you th- what do you think happened here, Marcus? I mean, what do you, what do you think went wrong? I mean, I 100% blame the official on this one. It seems to me that, that he just did not get the information correct that was being given to him by the Lions. 
Well, apparently the NFL is already interjected with this crew, and they're not even going to be able to officiate any games in the playoffs. So I'm pretty sure they get playoff checks too, so that's definitely going to hurt. I think the only thing that I can imagine, and I'm not sure because, once again, I'm offensive tackle and I've never, like, had to check with an official to see if I'm supposed to be on the line or off the line. But, but one thing that I did notice was it seemed like the offensive line was covered up by the tight end and wide receiver on the outside of them. So maybe some sort of alignment issue was happening, but then that still doesn't explain why you would call an eligible man downfield yeah. if he's already reported to you. Yeah, it was certainly a very interesting situation, and it was nice to kind of hear from an offensive lineman what kind of goes down. Marcus McNeil joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And, Marcus, uh, the other thing that has happened in, in the couple of weeks since we've last talked was Lamar Jackson seemingly has uh, not only snatched the MVP but then put a stamp on it the following week. What what have you made of his performances against the 49ers and then to back it up against the Miami Dolphins? Oh, man, I, I couldn't be happier for the guy. You know, uh, coming into this year, you know, he was having like a small contract disputes uh, with the team or, or what seemed to be little disputes and uh you know, of course, he went in there and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, represented himself, yeah. you know, to get the contract that he has. So for him to turn around and then have this type of year, man, kudos to him. Man. I just got to salute him for, like, just having the business on and off the field. Marcus, what do you see when you watch the Baltimore Ravens offensive line play? I. You know, you look at the National Football League right now, and it's such a pass-happy league, and everybody's, you know, uh, it's a flying circus out there, and offensive linemen really don't have to protect for that long. Quarterbacks get rid of the ball so quickly, and everybody's running crossing routes. And then you go to the Baltimore Ravens, and although they can certainly throw it down the field, they seem to me one of the few teams to me that can still line up and play smash mouth with you and just run the ball right at you. What do you see when you watch them play that makes them work? Man, I see that good old-fashioned football. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's definitely what I'm seeing when I watch them play. You know, just tough, hard nose. We're going to run straight at you and oppose our will on you. That, that's what I'm seeing when I watch the Baltimore Ravens. On offense, their offensive line is, is nasty. They push, they push people around. And you got to have that because – one thing you notice is that when the, when the when the pass game isn't clicking and, and and you're not you know completing those passes like you want to, you have to fall back on somebody. And uh, number eight is a great person to fall back on because he can run it just as well as he can throw it. But then it seems like you know they've had running backs that is continuously ran the ball well. Yeah, I mean, and they don't even have their number one or number two running back. They are down to their third string running back, and they still are, as you said, just playing old-fashioned football. Uh, Marcus, the other team that has gone the opposite way is the Eagles. This team was a one-loss team at one point during the season cruising, and all of a sudden they have hit a rough patch. And it seems like Jalen Hurts, uh, who doesn't seem entirely healthy, but certainly isn't playing his best football. A.J. Brown seems to be kind of disgruntled right now. It kind of feels a little bit like Buffalo felt last year when the quarterback and the wide receiver didn't seem to be on the same page. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, 
you know, I love to call wide receivers divas because when it's not going well, they <laughs> they gonna let you know about it. You know, so <laughs> but but you know, Jalen Hurts, he's been such a humble and just you know mild mannered character his whole career. You know, I hate to see him have yeah. conflict with his wide receivers like that. Uh, this might be a little gift and a curse at the same time. And the reason why I say it might be a gift coming off of the curse is because even though they're playing so bad, I think that kind of takes the target off your back sometimes yeah. and allows you to come in and play that underdog role. You know, with uh, Philly, just their whole culture, their fan base, everything they have going about them just fits them in that underdog role where you want to see them win in the playoffs. Don't look now, Marcus, but here come the Pittsburgh Steelers once again with Mike Tomlin. They're 9-7. and seven. If they beat the Ravens, and the, they really have a good chance to beat the Ravens because Lamar Jackson's not going to play, uh, they're going to go into the playoffs, and they're going to finish 10-7 and seven with a team that has had three quarterbacks, that has had all kinds of issues and injury problems, that looked like it was completely lost at midseason, a team where people were starting to say, you know what, Mike Tomlin really isn't that good of a coach. The bottom line is, as he's proving again, he might be still the best coach in the league. Or do you not agree? Well, I think you just have to look at his entire career. And for a guy to be in the National Football League this long and never have a losing season, you got to put some respect on his name. And, and I don't know if Mike Tomlin checks receipts, but it seems like he does, you know, because every time somebody something bad about him, you know, it seems like he finds a way to rally his team yeah. behind them, and then they come back and win a game that you don't expect them to win. Yeah, no, they, they've had they've had their own wide receiver issues in terms of not blocking. They've had seemed like some finger pointing going back and forth, but yet. Here they are with a chance to finish 10-7 and seven and a chance to get into the playoff. Marcus McNeil joins us. Marcus, the other, um, I would say, situation that has popped up since we last spoke is this whole Denver Broncos situation. Russell Wilson was apparently asked to give up his, his injury clause, which would have taken the Denver Broncos off the hook for $33 million. And if he didn't acquiesce that uh, that that ask from the, from the organization, they would bench him. Now, he would decline and then go on to win four straight. And so I, they didn't bench him, and now they have decided to bench him. This news comes out. How does this make the organization look? Is this a place – and listen, I know players ultimately are going to take the bag, so if the money's offered, they'll take it. But this, does this make a player look a little sideways at an organization when you know they're operating like this? Yeah, it definitely put a little stank on the Denver Broncos. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> If if you're looking at them, you know, from a player standpoint, you always want to go to an organization where you feel like the team has your back, you know. And uh, and, and when you commit to a contract, I just like to see teams, you know, go ahead and, and follow through with it. So for them to kind of ask him that in the middle of a season, just seems a little uh, classless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I hate to see that, especially when you have a player like John Elway as an executive, you know, who understands the other side of the coin. Very surprising indeed. Marcus, last thing for me, there's been a lot of stories that have come out in the NFL this year that have turned out to not be correct. One mm -hmm. of them was about Kenny Pickett this weekend, the fact that apparently they thought 
uh, there was reported that he refused to be the backup. He said nothing was further from the truth. In your day and age of dealing with the media, uh, how did you react if and when somebody reported something that was incorrect? How did that make you feel? And do you think teams should have the ability to strike back against bad reporting? Oh, man, yeah, that, that's a fine line right there, you know, that uh, players have to deal with because, you know, it's in our contracts that we have to speak to the media. But but there definitely has to be some sort of backlash or, 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 or so, some sort of accountability that has to fall back on a reporter wherever they're reporting, you know, fake news or, or especially uh, putting a black eye on a player like that, yeah. you know, uh Kenny Pickett doesn't even come off as that type of person. You know, uh, he comes from Pittsburgh. You know, he played at Pittsburgh. I couldn't imagine him just being like, you know what, forget everything I've done for this town and this city. You know, I'm not even going to be a backup. So definitely the accountability should fall back on that reporter. You know, I don't know if they make him go recant the statement or, or apologize publicly, but it shouldn't be something that you just kind of pass over especially whenever you're putting that black eye on a player. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Marcus, nice to get back in the saddle with you this week. We'll do it again next week as we start getting prepared for the playoffs. We'll catch up again next week. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good one. Always fun catching up with Marcus McNeil. Um, he's our uh, our NFL insider if you will yes and and when i did that podcast with him back a couple years ago we we did this segment which was really fun it it was where i show them pictures from their career uh, that i find online and see (laughs) if they could remember that certain thing and marcus does have a real issue with guys linemen who get touchdowns taken away from him. He, you He's could, very upset about this. If you things. didn't notice listening to him in the beginning of that, that segment there, he was quite perturbed that uh, the offensive lineman got that touchdown taken he away told, from him. Because I remember him telling me that he told Philip Rivers many times, like, please throw me the ball. <laughs> I can catch it. I'm six foot eight. I'm 330 pounds. Throw me the ball. And they never <laughs> threw him the ball. I think there was actually like maybe one play that was called and then something happened where he never got to run it. it. That's the thing. is, And that's why you could feel his pain as yeah. he was talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because it could go away like that. In a heartbeat. I mean, you get that one opportunity, coach decides it's not going to work. He may not come to that play ever again while ever you're on that again. team. It, it, that, that's pretty brutal. If you're a lineman, you get the play called, you're going to score a touchdown. Because Marcus said, I helped score many touchdowns for the Chargers being a lineman. So I just wanted one touchdown. And he never got it. Bummer. Poor Marcus. He still yeah. was a pro bowler, though, so there's he was. that. Yeah, and at one, time, at one time he was the highest paid left tackle in the NFL. There's that, too. There's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that over uh, one play. Without a doubt. You can have that touchdown. I'll be yeah. the highest paid lineman. Yeah, I'll take it. Let's get to break. When we come back, Gwen versus the fans. On the other end, more Gwen and Chris on the way. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.